Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. With NFL free agency in full swing, the Ringer's football crew is covering all the major off-season moves on the Ringer NFL show and on theringer.com. Also coming this week, we're introducing our new Sports Rewatchables podcast running across the network, where we break down the most rewatchable games in football, basketball, baseball, and wrestling. Already up on the Bill Simmons podcast feed, you can hear Chris Ryan, Joe House, and Bill Simmons discuss Game 6 of the 2016 Western Conference Finals between OKC and the Golden State Warriors. You can check these out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm your host, David Shoemaker. Uh, we got Ringer superstar Jason Gallagher on at the end of the show, but right here in the studio live with me. Yes. Is Kaz, the re- real life Kaz. Real life Kaz. Kaz I know him as Kaz. His mom <laughs> knows him as Kazim Famuide. Uh, he is, well, I mean, I know him as a member of wrestling Twitter. Yes. Yes. Uh, also a superstar of black Twitter. The, I'll that, take both. But that's I'll, not my, I mean, not, not my <laughs> world, but, uh, but. I'll take both. For the past year, more or less. Yeah. He was a writer for WWE. Yes, I was on creatives for them. For no, no longer a WWE employee. No longer, but no, no hard feelings either. It was an awesome time. Um, your departure, tweet storm, and your appearance a couple weeks ago on the Wrestle Rap podcast. Yeah. Both had a pretty significant impact on wrestling Twitter or wrestling the wrestling internet. Yeah, I'm still getting. Uh, I, I got the Google alerts. Really? Oh. <laughs> so, because you know, you just never know what like people are talking shit about. Yeah, them. and uh, yeah, they're still like using anecdotes for that for stories for t- till this day. I never get the good Google alerts. I only get the Google alerts where it's like somebody on some website is like, as David Shoemaker once wrote, and then they like kind of take an idea that I wrote and just rewrite it, oh, which is yeah. fine because I don't really write anymore, so uh, it's, I can't really complain. I mean, that, that, it helps. It helps having the distinct names. You yeah, know I mean, like you can't really Google alert yourself if your name is like John Smith. It's like, all right, well, no, <laughs> no, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. Before let's we get into it, uh, let's talk. Let, let's make. Let's get your plugs in early. Yeah, so flagrant I, two podcast. The flagrant two podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Friday if you're a Patreon subscriber. Tuesday for everybody. Uh, that's my baby, myself, Andrew Saltz, Akash Singh. Uh, analysis by assholes, water cooler commentary for your soul's needs. Uh, <laughs> the best sports podcast in the world. It's good. Uh, it's fun, man. It's it's a it's a ravenous fan base. Um, I'm here mostly to talk about Wally Mania, though. Yeah, Wally Mania. Um, everybody knows what I think. Everybody listening to this understands what Wally Mania is, but explain in case they don't. Yes, Wally Mania has it, it, it went from like a fan fest, like it went from like something Wally just wanted to do because he loved wrestling mm-hmm. to like. The unofficial welcome to WrestleMania party. party. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, 
Uh, this year, we're going to be bigger and better than ever. It's in New York City. Obviously, Sony Hall, April 4th. Doors open at 7 o'clock. We got the place until like 3 a.m. So if you haven't been to a Wild Mania before, uh, don't pregame. <laughs> don't yeah. come come sober because you're probably not going to leave sober and uh it's just a good time man we got a lot of special guests uh highlighted by the two-time hall of famer booker t who will be our guest of yeah. honor this year uh we're gonna show lots of love to him but also we'll have uh samoa joe leo rush bobby lashley uh shane strickland kenny king mvp um g4 boys west side gun smoke dizza uh, lots of other rap surprises, a whole lot of wrestler surprises that I can't wait to unleash upon the world. Um, and uh, it, it's it's literally, for a guy like me who never really had that real hip-hop and wrestling connection that yeah. I can, like, go to and see in real life, it's, like, my own, like, pipe dream come true. <laughs> so, oh, it's so awesome. It's really fun. If you've never been there before, this is the year to do it. You, Tickets on it's Sony. Definitely Hall. check it out. I like my, yeah. it's, you know, well, WrestleMania, been I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WrestleMania weekend is a lot different now than it was when you guys, even just since you guys started doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot more events. There's a lot more, you know, meet and greet live podcasts, like yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. But, you know, people who listen to the show know the, like the best part of WrestleMania weekend for, like a very blessed, lucky nerd like me is when like the the one time in the weekend that like I get to go to the talent hotel and just chill out yeah. and have a beer. And like you see, it's not just seeing the people in real life, which that's awesome, but seeing the weird interactions. And, <laughs> but when I think of WrestleMania weekend, my favorite weird interactions are always like my first Wally Mania experiences where like it was a little bit small, but you'd look over and you'd see like, like, I don't even remember. It was some indie. It was like Adam Cole before when he was with Ring of Honor, yeah. like, like talking to Rey Mysterio Jr. on a couch. Yeah. And that's, like Dave Meltzer is on another couch. And, and you're like just Jeff like Jeff Hardy yeah, pulls exactly. up somewhere yeah. and it's like Scott Hall. It's 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 a weird hodgepodge of, you know, I, I compare it to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Where it's like if you ever been to All-Star Weekend, like once you get to the city, it's 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 a lot less about like, oh, you know, this guy wrestles for this person. And it's, it's, it's a lot more communal yeah. than I realized, you know, like a lot of these people that probably don't work for the same company. You, you would think growing up that they're very, Oh, you know, you wrestle for there and I wrestle for here. But I uh-huh. feel like we're in an era now that so many people kind of come and go through so many promotions that it's just very, just very open, yeah. you know? So like that was the fun part of, of the first couple of Wally Manias. Cause it's like, like you said, like oh shit, it's like Samoa Joe and 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 Taz, and, yeah, and and you know uh, Scott Hall and Jim Ross and Dave Meltzer and and Wale, like, and and it's just a huge just uh, <laughs> smorgasbord of fun and wrestling and music. And yeah, it's great. Well, everybody who's in town, you should try to check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a packed weekend, but that's right. that's one thing that that's I always. Then to kick it off, it, it gives you the nice. You're, you're nice and paced. For the rest of the weekend, if you hit Wally Mania first, we have to talk about the current events in pro wrestling. Fastlane was this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle in some like questions about your career at WWE and like try to trick you into answering stuff you're not allowed to say. <laughs> for, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, try my best not. To. I'm gonna I'm saying this mostly for the listeners because they're just like, why are you talking about something that's happened that hasn't happened yet, and not asking him what like what Kevin Dunn what Kevin Dunn's shoes look like or whatever, but. Even that shit is like, all right, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm kind of tapped from those. I'm like, yo, I'm still a big wrestling fan. We can talk about Fastlane. Let's talk about the road to WrestleMania. Let's talk about all that stuff. But so trick me. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> I, I, I want, but I really just want to talk about the current stuff, okay. and then and then we'll see, and we'll we'll get around it. We'll get around to the 
the the good stuff. Cool, let's do it. You know what? We're just gonna ask him like, how does this happen? And <laughs> in, in, in the backstage life questions right off the bat. <laughs> okay. Xavier Woods tweeted before Fastlane that he found out about his Fastlane pre-show match on Twitter. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. You can tell me whether if you want to tell me if that's true or not. Go ahead. But like in general, yeah. Would that be a th- if you saw that now? Would you say that's? Would you say that's a true thing? Uh. I would say it happens more often than people probably realize. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, uh, there's sometimes, you know, you want to, you definitely want to play up some storyline stuff and, you know, uh, act like you're not as involved. But for the most part, most of the stuff that ends up on screen or on TV is planned. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, social media, there's usually that that little, it's a lot less regulated you know what I mean? So there's there's definitely the possibility of finding out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't a producer there. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. Um. You know, making the matches and stuff like that. So like, I'm sure there was certain times where, you know, I would. There was definitely times where like I would know about a match before, talent. Rest, talent yeah. did, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, you're you're on segment, whatever tonight. It's like I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, But that would be like early, early in the day, not like yeah. as the show was happening. So, New Day. Had a good had a good match, great match over yeah. Nakamura and Rusev. All four of those guys are just like fantastic. Yeah, work. yeah. Um, like in a in a bubble, those guys are just four of the best workers out. So cut them in a match together. It's and, always gonna be good. Yeah, and it's it sucks. That, I mean that they were. I mean, it, people look at Nakamura and Rusev being paired up as sort of a demotion, and I guess you can look at it and make that case, but mm-hmm. like. They're a lot of fun together. They like, are fun. They are fun. I think, uh, and on top of that, they're just two. Uh, they're they're two guys that play well off of each other anyway. Like yeah. even when they were adversaries yeah. for a little bit. Um, I like I like those two together, man. Like I think they're just really entertaining in a different way, and that's all I like out of my pro wrestling. Like just be different. Yeah, you know, like I like I like the eccentrics of Shinsuke. I like Rusev's like big oaf lovability of him, you know what I mean? Even when he's a heel. Uh but I, I like them two together. And they and they can work their ass off. So yeah. So in the New Day is like what is the I mean maybe the the top storyline in the company right now is Kofi Kingston going after Daniel Bryan. I would say I would say so. I, would I mean say certainly so. you I mean, you probably make the case that the that that the you know women's the Raw Women's Championship is still like kind of floating up there at the top and Roman Reigns coming back. But like I feel like Kofi has the momentum that has sort of been steadily seeping away from the women's match mm. a little bit. I mean, they're neck and neck now. I mean, I, people I kinda, are just really behind him. I kind of compare it to like when certain playoff teams get hot at the right moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think I still think the biggest story going into WrestleMania is the women is the Raw Women's You're right. Title. You're right. Uh, but I think Kofi, the Kofi World Title story got hot at just the right time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't it, we haven't had the opportunity for it to get stale on us yet. Mm-hmm. So like not only is it just at the right time where it just it's just the perfect amount of time to build to not just any pay-per-view but to WrestleMania, but it's also um you know it, it's a guy who we've watched for 11 years, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, of course this guy deserves it. Yeah, like it's you're not going to I, I, I kind of felt this coming back when I think it was Money in the Bank last year, early yeah. last year, when uh they were kind of going um 
they were kind of holding out which member of the New Day was going to participate in the Money in the, in the Bank yeah. uh, competition. And, you know, Woods would come out and then step back. He would go out and then step back. And then when Kofi walked out, the place lost it. Yeah. They were like, oh, so I'm like, okay, this is a, they get it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, if anybody should be the person going off the title, it should be him. So, like, that's why I kind of thought, like, you know, if there was if there was a time to go with somebody between the New Day, it should be should be cool i totally agree yeah. i mean he's always been he's always been my choice and and i mean he's got that i mean i've been fantasy booking him into the championship for <laughs> i feel like 30 years like yeah. i don't even but but he's i mean it's it's worked out so well i mean he's just as good as anybody not even just as good he's probably better than most of the people on that roster as yeah i was like well, i think that we all kind of like are like you just kind of go blind to that after a while right yeah. like i don't like I was excited that he was in the elimination chamber. I didn't know if he could like go with Daniel Bryan in a way that would like be real fluid. You know, yeah. like I didn't know if that I didn't know if his style would really work. I it just been so long since I that, since I really so thought long about that it. People forgot how good of a singles competitor yeah. he was. You know, like New Days, it's 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 almost kind of like Booker T, where it's like, yeah. damn, this guy was such a great tag team wrestler. I forgot how good he was as a singles competitor. Yeah. So, but in reverse, you yeah. know, where it's like he's been such a great tag team competitor as as part of the New Day, they forget like just how good he is as a singles competitor. Yeah. You know, like he's had great rivalries with like Randy Orton, and you know, I think he had a, a run with CM Punk for a little yep. bit, and you know, some really great dudes, and you know, he was part of that. Original ECW class yeah. that had CM Punk and 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 Lashley and I think uh, what's the guy um, who was in that King Kennedy Elijah Burke oh Elijah Burke oh All yeah those guys you know like that was that was that was that crew I loved Elijah Burke man yeah I, I <laughs> man. I didn't get to see it yet, but I want to watch it. That uh, that Untold on WWE Network about the the rebooted ECW. Oh yeah, I haven't watched. that I either. haven't watched it yet, but I really want to watch it because it, it makes the most sense. Like if it was if it was literally called anything other than ECW, it would have been a it would have been NXT. It would have been a massive success. Yeah. You know? So, but Kofi was part of that crew, and like he's just somebody who I think could have been, or well, who who has been worthy of this opportunity for a while. But it's always sweeter when it's come when when you know. It's taken longer to get there. You know? well, is it sweeter? What is the what is the vibe? Because on this 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 week on uh, on SmackDown, the New Day was there in the ring with Vince. Yeah. When you where 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 would that start in the creative side? Does that come out of a creative meeting and they're like, maybe we can get Vince to do this? Let's go pitch it to him. Um. So with me, with certain writers like that, you can pitch. You can pitch anything, yeah, you know, but a lot of things don't you you don't even make it up the the the, the totem pole when it comes to certain stuff like that, you know, yeah. like the for certain big time joints, that is straight the big boss, you know, uh-huh. the top producers, the top writers, like the guys who have been there for years upon years upon years. Um, you can always pitch that type of stuff, but I mean, you know, if it doesn't come from certain people, right. But who? But who? Who would have had the idea? I mean, like to get Vince involved in that angle, like to such a degree that he's in there, like, like he's just going one on one, or I guess yeah. one on three. Like, is that? Do you think Vince is like into? Is like I'm gonna make this work? Is this like hero ball for him? No, I don't even think it's hero ball. I mean, like he knows. We all know the most important character in WWE history is Vince. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. It's not Hulk. It's not The Rock. It's not. Stone Cold, like they're bigger stars, obviously, but the most important central figure, yeah, in the history of that company is Vince. So anytime he's 
gung ho for something or anytime like yeah. you think you know we he could we can get something out of him um he has to believe in it obviously yeah. and most of the time it's something that he's come up with so sure uh yeah uh, he's we can every time people every time people but, but you get fans out there that complain and i've talked about this too much but yeah. complain about you know the mcmahon's on the screen just like it's more the same but i'm like for all the time that we wrestling fans spend reading the tea leaves mm-hmm you know, does Vince really behind this or whatever? Like, what, you should be excited that he's out there. Like, get, like he's answering this question for you. Yeah. He's not wasting his time on some like wrestler he doesn't believe in. You yeah. know, like he's putting somebody over. Yeah, that, that really matters. Like people, people are very. Uh, I, I always tell people, I'm like, yo, remember it's a show. <laughs> remember it's a show. Yeah, and remember that you know, screen time is just as valuable as like gold over there so if whoever is sharing the screen yeah with the fucking chairman yep is pretty high priority so just sit back and just enjoy the ride and see where it goes don't try to don't try to like get your mind in the in the in the, in the, in the clutter and and overbook you know what i'm saying like people people forget like daniel bryan lost damn near every single match leading up to wrestlemania family. oh yeah he jobbed to like bray wyatt mm-hmm. and, like a bunch of bunch of people does anybody remember that no they remember the the beautiful moment at WrestleMania. They remember those two main events, opening and closing the show. Yeah, like sometimes you just gotta sit back and just enjoy the ride, man. Like I know it's fun to compl- I'm I'm a wrestling fan too. It's fun to complain. <laughs> it is part of the it is part of the the fucking the uh you know it, it's part of the pastime being a wrestling fan. Yeah, man. of course. Like, you gotta complain. You gotta say, oh, I would do this. I would do that. That's the fun part about it. That's the fun part about it. But sometimes you just gotta sit back. And just and just see where it goes. Just enjoy the ride for a little bit. So Daniel Bryan lost all those matches leading up to WrestleMania 30. Which, by the way, I'll uh, and in case I mean I know I've mentioned this already, but there but we're doing we had a very special episode, bonus episode coming up on Friday on this feed where my buddy Zach Lender and I rewatched WrestleMania or or just did a rewatchables episode about WrestleMania 30. Oh, that's awesome! Um, that's one of my favorite WrestleManias, man. It's it's the best. It's one of my favorites. We it had is. to I had to pick from this decade. So that I mean that was the clear cut like yeah. the, my favorite pay per view. I mean my my favorite like, probably my favorite pay per view. Yeah, decade. one of um, my favorite main events. In a oh long time. god, it was so good. But he, he so he didn't win a lot as you said leading up to that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did win on Sunday, and what was like a super like a really cool match with Kevin Owens uh, and Mustafa Ali. Great fucking match, and and Ali was this close from getting Rey Mysterioed. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as he came out, I'm yeah. like, they're gonna boo Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Like, all he had to do was just give him five minutes to give warm the crowd up, and they were, they yeah. completely forgot about it. But I it was, feel I feel like in every championship match, if you just throw in a guy that can work like Mustafa Ali yeah. can, like they should just they should in, like have just like an, a never ending stipulation that like Mustafa Ali or like Ricochet <laughs> is added to every title match, <laughs> just to like yeah. just to do a couple of big spots and just, everybody just, just to be a nice bridge <laughs> yeah. between the, the what you want to get to, you know, like. What a, what an embarrassment of riches, though. You know what I'm saying? That's like crazy. you got, you, think about this. There are people online who are complaining that Brian Danielson and Kevin Steen yeah. wrestling for the WWE title. I know is like, oh, I don't want it. Like if you if you would ask any wrestling fan this five years ago, ten years ago, I'd be like, oh no, what? Are you kidding me? Like this is a, this is a wrestling fan's wet dream. So it's like. Well, it's beautiful that like we're we're just so embarrassed by riches that it's like yeah, just just throw Ricochet in there for for fuck's sake, throw Mustafa oh, Ali in there. You know, it's 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 the 
and I say this all the time. People think I'm just gassing myself up because it's like, oh, because it's not. I'm like, yo, right now is the absolute best time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Ever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> ever. Like, I don't know. People are like, oh, what about the Attitude Hour? I'm like, the Attitude Hour was great. Like, it was mad fun. But it's like, right now, as far as like diversity, as far as like what you want out of uh, out of TV, as far as athleticism, as far as match quality, as far as like actual entertaining television, like, there's no better time to be a wrestling fan right now. And the best thing about it is, if you don't like WWE, you can watch a million other yeah. <laughs> things. And they're all pretty good also, you know? So it's it's, it's all about what you want. Yeah, I mean, there's an overabundance of stuff. The biggest problem, I mean, three hours of Raw is a lot. It is a lot. And like a four-hour <laughs> pay-per-views are a lot. But, yeah, I mean, the biggest problem you have is just there being too much stuff, right? So much talent. We've talked, when, when, when they announced All Elite, that's like the first conversation I think I had on this podcast was like, how am I going to fit this into my week? <laughs> Which is just that such was, a lame thing to say. If but there was anything that was a, a drag about doing creative, yeah, was that you know there'd be there's so much talent there, yeah, and there's only 16 segments on the show. There's only 12 segments on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and it's like, fuck. I want to get I want to get the Good Brothers on TV. Yeah, I want to get Kento on TV. I want to get you know, I want to get uh, just people, fuck, anybody. You know, yeah. like, so, so, so well, many runs... mega talented people. Like, people that I, I grew up fans of that, like, I can't find time on the show for. Yeah. And that was, that was, the, that was the only drag, you know, like. There were stretches was... where, like, the Usos wouldn't be on TV for a month yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it was, it, were, I mean, it's Sanity. Wild. I've been yeah. trying to get, like, I love Sanity, dude. Like, I, I got to produce their debut. Like I got to produce that debut promo on SmackDown. I love those guys, and Killian Dane is like a really big hoops head. Go figure. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Like he loves NBA basketball, and you could talk him. He'll talk to you about it for hours. And it's like, and those guys, I think those guys are super fun, and they got they're different, and they bring in they bring a nice different element, and it's like, and and times that by thirty. There's 30 people like that that are just as good, just as talented that you can't find time for. So if the wrestling thing doesn't work out, I think Killian Dane could have a career as like the like the like a comedic mascot who dunks the ball at halftime. <laughs> just like put him in one of those mini trampolines could be one of the coolest things in the world. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I'd I'd do a a basketball podcast with Killian Dane. Oh yeah, I would do, I would totally do that. He's 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 an awesome guy. Him and Devon Dudley, you could talk hoops with them forever. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Devon has terrible basketball takes, and you could tell him I said that. But other than that, I've had I had uh, Chris Hero on a couple times, and yeah. he and he and he's like we ended up talking dookie. basketball instead of wrestling. You know, it's just it's it's stupid. Total dookie. Uh, yeah, it's okay. We forgive him for that stuff. <laughs> Not uh, everyone's perfect. <laughs> so, Daniel Bryan, uh, I was watching SmackDown and paused it during his backstage promo, like halfway through the show, and yeah. just came back and realized that, and just cracked up at his face. Because like I paused it right when he was making this like nuts angry face, yeah. And then I was just sort of like pause, just kind of skip through without pushing play. And every face he makes is just a hundred percent like it's so good. <laughs> um, it's funny because like I gotta watch, uh, like when I'm watching Shane, mm -hmm. who just I guess officially turned heel. Yes. I mean, there's a part of me that wonders how much of that story was written or was originally planned for Daniel Bryan because it because I mean I don't I don't know if that's true or not but but there was a, there was that Daniel Bryan Miz like are we gonna be partners thing right before Daniel Bryan kind of got yanked into the main event yeah and then regardless of whether or not there's anything going that I mean any of that is true it's interesting to see Bryan and Shane kind of going heel at the same time <laughs> uh, 
because it's just like these are the two biggest, most over baby faces oh, this in the time company. Last year, they were, they were, you know, they were. They- I mean, when Shane came back, that was literally the biggest pop anyone's ever heard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Road Warriors in like a stadium show or something. <laughs> like, you, we there. I'm sure there were Steve Austin moments that were like that ear splitting. Yeah. Yeah. But Shane coming back was ridiculous, and Daniel Bryan coming back was the only thing that could rival it in the yeah. modern age. And and now people hate them. That's the beauty of wrestling. <laughs> you How know? much of it is like, do you think is like, I always say with Paul Heyman, it's like he gets booed out of respect. Yeah. Like no one's trying to, no one's trying to turn Paul Heyman face. None of the fans are trying to like cheer him ironically. They're you booing know? him. They boo Paul Heyman because they know that's part of the show. Right. Like we love Heyman. But we know we're supposed to boo him now, so let's boo. So how much of that is like like earned, and how much do you think people are just really pissed off? Like they're kind of like pissed off at Shane. I mean, Shane seems like people really hate him. I think I think the Miz is a really good babyface. I think he's yeah. a really good babyface. I think he's he's you know I think right now we're at the point where like Miz went from ironically good to some people. Yeah. I always thought he was really good, but like I I see how people used to see the Miz as like oh. The Miz used to be one of the most like disrespected, hated yeah. guys for a while. Then he became like this ironic, you know, favorite. And now he's just a full blown like, oh no, the Miz is like he's, he's a legit Hall of Famer one day, right? <laughs> like there's there's nothing he hasn't done. He's a crossover star. Like he has Miz and Misses is really fucking funny, which yeah. I, you know, beats me. I wouldn't. I'm not a reality show guy, but yeah. I watch that. And I'm like, oh, I like I like Miz's family. Like I like that show, and um. You know, he's. I think he's a really good babyface. I think evil McMahons have always worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, well, now Shane's also like he's the big bully. Like he's he's bigger. Like he's got a size advantage they didn't have yeah. ten years ago. You know, he looks like a big. He's a very athletic dude. The like, first uh, when he was gone, like there was a, when he was out working in Japan or whatever. He was mm-hmm. in China. Where was he working? I, I have no idea. But he was. Remember. But uh. I ran in. I didn't run into him like to say hi. I like saw him in Union Square. Yeah, I was out having lunch. I mean, I was like wa- like at my day job, walking <laughs> around at lunch, my lunch break, and he, he was, was like walking through with his cell phone. And I was like, "That looks like Shane McMahon, but he's too tall to be Shane McMahon. <laughs> he's a big dude. He's really big, he's a big dude. Like people, I guess, because like right now, like well, well back then, like he was just surrounded by monsters. Yeah, everybody was so big. But like he he trains really hard. Oh, like he 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 hits the gym. He trains in like fucking like MMA type stuff. Like he's deceptively athletic. Like, Does he people... like jump off really tall things every day? Is that part of the workout? <laughs> yeah, like, he jumps off of the fridge every time yeah. we go to catering just for his shits. Um, nah, but Shane Shane's a beast, bro. Like he's you know he's. Big fucking dude. My and. my only complaint with Shane's thing on Tuesday was that I wish he had gone a little bit more, not work shoot, but I wish he had like worked in what you were just talking about a little, like acknowledging because he was like explaining why he turned on the Miz and he was like, and he, I think he actually said I was irritated, yeah. but I wish he would have just been like. I was irritated by the Miz. He's irritating. You all agree with me. You all hate the Miz. And like, he's like, go back and watch a pay per view from three months ago. You yeah. hated the Miz. Yeah. And yeah. like, I was tired of him. And the only reason you're cheering him now is because I got him over. Like yeah. that. Like, I wish he would just like say that, and everybody would still boo him. You know, like probably, probably. But I mean, like, I feel like it's easier. I feel like the the whole story was supposed to be like, uh, you know, if we're looking for a father's love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And like I think in a weird way it was like Miz playing the role of Shane. Yeah. And trying to like get like his father's Well, it's so play. great because the, the that's true. I mean, the, yeah. but that and that they don't even have to I mean Miz's dad is obviously like right there. Yeah. 
Shane's father, the or, or the and the and the search for love is sort of implicit in everything. But mm. you know, the fact that this started off is in like that tournament, and like no one really thought that would really matter for yeah. anything. And it seemed like they sort of changed the plans on the fly. And like, I don't know, it's just like it's kind of cool that the story that has this much now WrestleMania yeah, hype is like it's still the World Cup. Yeah, you know what I mean, they, like was, it's I didn't th- it, it, it's it's dragged all the way. To, to mania where yeah. a lot of people thought like oh god let's let's forget this event ever happened to yeah oh no like this is a wrestlemania match yeah. like this is going to lead to that so that trophy I mean, is in the middle of the ring on there was definitely it was definitely a uh several paths what's the name of the book so it was like it's several paths to a different story or something oh, like, like choose your own adventures yeah there's yeah. definitely a lot to choose your own adventures with the world cup yeah but like that was definitely something that you know that was so cool out. one thing i did really like was that he didn't there was no like challenge or like do you want to fight he was just like i'm in charge here so we're gonna have a we're wrestlemania match <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it, well, he should have just been like and by the way we're putting it on last and you guys can't do anything about you know just uh just a complete jerk um yeah no i've been tight i've been tight but, um uh, I, i'm really into babyface miz man like he's a guy i mean that... i'm excited to see if it'll work i mean there's nobody Part of this is just like access. So you probably you and I'm not I'm not gonna ask put you the position of like talking shit about anybody, but you can say nice things about people. Oh when, yeah. When you when you talk when you meet when I, <laughs> the people that I've met in real life, uh-huh. I'll say, and this is only in passing. You see somebody at like you know like someone's doing a promo thing and you're yeah. just saying hi, or you're interviewing them or whatever. But the Miz and the New Day are like the two, nicest guys. Like you just talk to somebody for like three minutes and you have nothing of of like substance to say. It's just a little, like I said, a little thing. Yeah. And you walk away and you're like, oh, I hope he wins the championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's there's uh, Daniel's like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, he's so he good. talks to him for a little bit and he's just like, gosh, I, I understand exactly why everybody likes this. He's just a fucking likable guy. Yeah. You know. Um. I, I didn't really have anybody I didn't get along with over there. Like, yeah. I, I know people, like, expect me to be, like, bitter or, like, oh, well, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. Like, in a weird way, a lot of people went, like, out of their way to be, like, really nice and welcoming to me uh-huh. when I was over there, which I really didn't expect. I, I kind of, I admittedly went up there with my guard up. And, like, when everybody was just, like, super out of their way nice, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is really cool. So Randy Orton didn't like do anything to your to your <laughs> duffel bag. Uh, well, there was once. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, no, he never, he never did it. Randy was cool. We were talking I mean? about like, Shane's promo on Monday. Randy Orton gave maybe the best promo of his career on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean on Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, when he's on, man, he's so on. When he's engaged, bro. Like, gosh. Uh, okay, I'll tell one story. When Randy first came back. A lot of the stuff he was doing, he was writing on his own. Like, he would send it mm-hmm. to us. And be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And be like, all right, yeah, fuck. Like, yeah. a guy like, you know, certain people have more, you know, he's your, your trusted dude. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, if, if they're, if they're, the, our, when I was there, the best thing to do was to keep the talent engaged. Like, if they feel like they're a part of this and they put something into it, then they're gonna give the best performance. Mm-hmm. And Randy, when as soon as he came back, he was super fucking, and he still is, yeah. super fucking engaged in everything he's doing. Like, and you could tell when certain people just get it, and like, it's not about a title. It's not about you know. I think like Shawn Michaels was there at one point when Shawn came back, uh-huh. and you know, you you know who the fucking man is when you walk in, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. you could like, there's people, you know, like Randy is Randy Orton is Randy fucking Orton. Yeah, like when he walks in the room, you're like. 
yeah, 16 years, a million titles. Like, well, he's yeah, also, he's I, I feel like I've said this a million times too. He's also as big as JJ Watt. Like, he's, he's a large he, motherfucker. He's a huge guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot. That's that. That was another thing I had to get used to. How fucking massive everybody was. Yeah. Like that. TV does no justice to a lot of these people. And like you know, he, him, like gender, uh, yeah. like Mojo, like just these, just just hulking. And I'm a pretty decently sized dude. Yeah. Speaking of TV doing justice, Kaz, if you you can you can find Kaz on several episodes of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> walking around backstage in a suit. He got you got scared by Braun Strowman. I yeah, remember at one he point threw a trash can at me, and I had to run out the door. But you're before, like a legitimate. Uh, like you look like a like. Like if you were, I mean, yeah. you, you played sports. Yeah, yeah, I played basketball for a long but time. But if you were like, I played, like I was like, like a D two All American in football, <laughs> I would. No one would be like, no, you nah, weren't. Nobody would. Nobody would question it. Uh, uh, you're a big guy, but but and so like that's always been my thing. Is like I, I'm always surprised with no one's the size you think they are. No, there's there's a lot of guys who are smaller than you. Yeah, but it's not necessarily the ones that you expect. I mean, obviously there's some guys that are really small, but like, you know, if you ask me. Like if I stood back to back with John Cena, I might have an inch on him, but I think of John Cena as being six inches taller than me. Like yeah. he's so his presence he's and as wide shoulders, as this table. yeah, he's so big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, but but they but so but being back there was it just the feeling of like I'm walking around on a planet of giants? Like there's just so many big dudes. Sort of. I mean, not not everybody. I, I was bigger than a lot of the guys there, but not everyone. Um, but it, it wasn't necessarily like. Uh, it's it's still kind of jarring, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of times, these are people I've watched since I was like a teenager. Yeah, you know, and you know you're you're doing stuff not even just with like the talent, like the producers, like or with like Arn Anderson and like Dean Malenko and like Shh. Road Dog and like these guys are just like Road Dog is a large dude. <laughs> like, yeah. he walks into the writers' room and they're like, God damn, he's like a legit six five, like Jack still in. Good shape and stuff, Probably like better shape than he was back in the probably, day. Probably, yeah, like sober. You yeah. know what I mean? Like good, and he's he's one of the greats, man. Like he's and you know Booker T, another dude, deceptively large. Oh like, yeah, that's that's all of them, you know. And it's it's crazy that I was like, oh shit. We can take like, a tiny Lord. sidebar here because uh, they announced that the that Harlem Heat's going into the Hall of Fame. Yes, and and, and the guest of honor at Wally Mania Five will be Booker T. That's why that's why I was just thinking about it. The, yeah. Um. I don't know if you saw, but Stevie Ray was like got mad online that I think Meltzer or somebody said that he didn't deserve to go in on his own. But like, oh, obviously, Jesus Christ, like why even get into it? I know. But but yeah. Stevie Ray's response was like, that's your Did opinion. Call him a fruit booty. <laughs> no, he said he said I got voted in by my peers or something like <laughs> something really wild. Uh, but congrats to those guys, man. I mean, it's like Stevie Ray absolutely deserves to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Absolutely. the Hall of Fame does not is not a real thing. So, like, just I wish people would comp- quit having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's hey, it's it's real to me, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but there's not rules. It's not like yeah. there there's not a there's not a group of peers. There's not like, sport, not a like sports a, writing yeah. council or something that's like making these decisions. It's yeah. just like it's it's kayfabe. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. It's a gimmick. Yeah, everything's a gimmick. And um, it's like it's why. And that's and I guess if I'm Steve Ray, that's why I'd be pissed. It's like why do you not keep the same energy for the thousands of other people that get into the Hall of Fame that you don't agree with. You agree with every single person going to the Hall of Fame except for me? Yeah. Like, I'd probably feel the way about that. And also, like, you have a, there's a lot more to complain about about some of the, I mean, not you can complain just as much about the Honky Tonk Man, which, by the way, like, I'm not going to, like, he, like I think he's no question. <laughs> yeah. I think he's I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I agree. The, the, uh, 
whatever the the concession stand brawl that he had with Lawler back in where was that in uh, in uh, God, I had a car wreck there. Where was it? <laughs> I had a car wreck but, in Mississippi, but, uh, in Tennessee, wherever. Um, okay. But they had like the original, like what a lot of people say is uh, the original hardcore match. Mm. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl. Okay. You okay. got to go check that out. I'll check it. But out. But he did some good stuff back in, back in Memphis. But anyway, um, but Tory Wilson. I mean, it's a it's a weird year because you can make you can you can get mad about Honky. You can get mad about Tory Wilson. I guess you can get mad about half of Harlem Heat. Well, they were such a legit tag team. Like they were such a great team. Like the Harlem Heat were the tag team of WCW. They were so it was they were the tag team. Had the most slapping entrance music as well. Oh yeah. Entrance <laughs> like, music was bar none, top top five. They deserve ever. to get into the Hall of Fame if like if all they ever had made was one appearance where they had to go to the ring with Colonel Robert Parker in prison <laughs> prison shackles. <laughs> That they that, deserve see, to be the in the Hall of Fame for that. That's the story there, man. Like if I'm if I'm doing that, I run with that. It's like, yo, from you begin from doing that shit, yeah, to Hall of Fame in Barclay Center in yeah. New York City. Like, who could who could write anything better than that? It's been know? a long time since. I mean, those were the 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 days of tag team wrestling. I mean, obviously yeah. the way before that too. But like, to you have to be really over as a tag team. You ha- or at least in my to me, you always had to be re- like the ta- a tag team had to be super over yes. for nerds like you and me to start having the conversation of like singles pushes coming out of the tag team. Yeah, like yeah, now, like, and it's the same who's thing. Who's gonna we're ta- be the it's, it's like yeah, well, it's <laughs> like the new day now. You know, yeah. when like we're, people are having these like argue about wh- who's the best. You know, who, who should be the number one guy? And obviously Booker T was the was the more talented worker of that team. Mm-hmm. But you start having these conversations about like, well, you know, maybe Stevie Ray though was like a monster. Like he's got the he's got the look, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Cut a good promo, man. Yeah, those, I, lo- I love Stevie Ray promos. Those guys were, I mean, and all, but he those, booty. Yeah, <laughs> Stevie sorry, Ray, but he was that. a great, he was a great, he was a great promo because they had they just gave guys microphones too. Yeah. It was like we got to see what these guys can do. Yeah, I mi- I miss the old school like WCW promos. It's just Mean Gene in the middle of the ring. Yeah, just standing and just talking shit what like you, hard wh- camera. When you're working at WWE, do you ever like what is the conversation like? Like, do you ever? It's, does someone ever like pitch something or write a script or whatever, and then and then the conversation is like, I'm not sure if this guy can deliver that. Um, or do you just you just tailor it to the person? It, you tailor it to the person. You tailor what, it to their strength. Were you ever surprised? Like, I know that like every that somebody was good or somebody was well. Let's say if somebody was good. I mean, like everybody's everybody every wrestling fan at some point in the past two years has been like. I had no idea that Samoa Joe was the Rock. Like I didn't know that yeah. he could cut. I didn't know that he could do yeah. that. It's like, uh, is there like were you were you ever surprised when you saw somebody like get on get on the mic? I was just I, I was blessed to just work with a lot of like great talkers. Mm-hmm. Like I got to work with uh, Kevin Owens for a while, and he was just he's a guy that you just you know you can't you could write for him. But like whatever he's gonna come up with is gonna be better. Yeah, <laughs> and he just gotta work together, you know. Um, you know that that didn't surprise me though. Like I knew he he was great. Joe, you don't really gotta work with some people. Maybe the younger guys, you know. I, I guess if I had to say somebody surprised me, I would say Leo, just because he's so young uh-huh. and he was just just fearless. Like he just like it's like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, let's do it. Like put me like he he's he's not scared of anything. Like I I love like. I love Leo like a brother, bro. Like mm-hmm. that dude is, that dude just has zero fear in the ring, zero fear when it comes to talking. Doesn't think the spotlight's ever too big for him. Yeah. Like he's he's one of those guys. He's 
one of those guys where it's like, yo, you put him in a, in a situation and like he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do well. Like he's never he's rarely not performed well in the in a situation where it's like he has to deliver a large promo or steal the show as far as like doing like one big athletic move or something like that or taking getting craned by Braun Strowman a couple of days ago. Like yeah. he always performs well. It, it surprised me how good he is and how young he is. You know, like so. I guess he, that was probably surprising. He's also, I mean, Lashley. Lashley had some really good moments in TNA, but I mean, but coming from where he came from when he came back to WWE, like you can't undersell what Leo, like how much of Leo's talent has shown through just getting yeah. getting Lashley to where he is right now. Yeah. Monday they had a great little interaction backstage that was just like Lashley sparked in a way that like he hasn't even yet. Like it's still he's still yeah. evolving. He's definitely he's definitely opened them up more. You know, um, he's he's gotten out of his uh, comfort zone, Lashley, yeah. and uh, you know you can kind of see he's always had comp like he's he's always had this in him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's always had the ability to 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 do these type of intense you know promos, these type of talking. It's not like he couldn't talk. It's just that like you know for a while. We had to kind of reintroduce Lashley to sure. the, to the to the masses, you know. Like a lot of people don't remember Donald Trump and ECW, and <laughs> I think people remember right. Donald Trump, but maybe not that he was Did in they? it. No, hair no. versus hair. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, Leo's incredible. He's, I mean, he's so talented. But even man. he started with a handicap. Both those guys are because, like, when Leo was introduced, even with Lashley, it there was. A, I mean, people were excited to see Leo Rush, but there was a little bit of like, we know what's happening here. We're not going to bite. Like the fans yeah. weren't. The fans weren't like. Giving like, themselves oh, over okay. to it. We're just, it, almost, it almost felt like they were just like, oh, well, they're clearly trying so hard to make sure Lashley works. And it's like, dog, you're, you're completely underselling how talented this kid is, man. Like, and, you know, it's only going to make you realize how much, uh, how, how, how much of a monster Lashley is, you know? So The one thing I, I have to talk to you about before you get out of here is, the, is Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, yeah. Charlotte Flair. But Becky Lynch in particular, I mean, it, there was like that was probably one of the most fun parts of being there was like seeing that happen evolution of Becky. You know, if you remember before Charlotte came back, like we were feed, like we were just feeding people to Becky, like just every week, strong win, strong win, strong win, strong yeah. win every week. He was like the people's champ, and then um, you know, I, I just remember. I remember going into that match or like knowing that, okay, this is going to be the flip for Becky. Like not, we're not going to turn her heel, but we're just going to make her. SummerSlam is that we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wasn't sure it was going to work. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, that's one thing I was big wrong about. Like I knew Becky was, is, is the shit. Like she's fucking awesome. And Charlotte's awesome. Um, but I didn't know it was going to take off like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think anybody who says that they knew it was going to take off like this is like, they, they. I don't think you could ever see anything like that coming. No. Like, even the people that were like super close to like CM Punk or Austin or Rock or anybody who's just kind of like got this groundswell of, nobody saw Kofi coming a couple months ago. You oh, know no. what I'm saying? So it's like, when it happens, you're just like, oh, that was a moment. Okay. And then like week by week by week, you're like, Oh, this is a moment. Yeah, like, it's start like it's like seeing the fucking the waves come back like on a fucking tsunami. Yeah, it's like okay, like the water's coming, and then like once she won the title while she was still like kind of a tweener, 
I was like, oh yeah, she's 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 on something now. Well, it's like the water, the tsunami's coming, and you have to start building a boat before the water gets before there. Before the water gets there, yeah, because it's like if if I mean, credit to everybody who who were, I I didn't get to touch a lot of that work. Like maybe yeah. little backstages here and there, but like I didn't get to touch a whole lot of the women's work. But like the credit to them is outstanding. I was I'm because. I'm still a, I'm still a fan. Clearly, you yeah. know what I mean. Like even working there, like I don't have a, 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 a sour taste in my mouth at all about that. But seeing, you know, like even the most underrated part is Charlotte's character development. Yeah, because she's becoming so like she's a flair now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like she has such a cockiness and a swagger to herself. Like coming with the you know, with the Louis belts and just fucking yeah. just swag the fuck out like a flare. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like that is like the Becky stuff is great. But like the Charlotte character development, because, you know, that right there, I don't think it works as well if Charlotte's still Charlotte from a couple months ago. Well, and there, there'll be some snarky people out there that'll say, yeah, well, working heel is easy just because they've heard like Austin say it on his podcast. Like everybody wants to work heel, but it's like, you know it's what? It's not easy. Working heel is not easy, especially when- Working face isn't easy. None of no, this shit is easy. But, but, we're, but, it's, but working heel especially is hard when when people won't stop cheering you, which is the situation that she's been in for basically her whole yeah. career. You know, like it's, she's nope. actually getting booed now. Nobody was nobody wants to boo a, a flair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially like everything she's done- for the, like she's put on just some of the best women's match. She's yeah, bar none, one of the greatest women's wrestlers to ever live. Like oh. she can stop right now, and she's one of the greatest ever. And like getting to that point where she's getting legitimately booed, and just seeing how she's handled it and how she's took it up a notch, even with you know the Becky stuff and the Ronda stuff. Like it's just intriguing television, man. Like I hope. It closes Mania. I hope that's the main event. I think that's the rightful main event. Um, and you know that it's it's been a, over almost a year long story that they've been telling with that, and it's 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 the right time, you know. And it's not like a fucking, you know, people are gonna say, oh, it's not like a, oh, well, you know, it's it's you got to do it now because gender equality and yeah, it's like nah, this is the most important story on the show. This is the most compelling story on the show for the past year. What's going to happen with these three women? When you're back there, we're talking about the the, the tidal wave coming. When you're back, when when you're back there working at WWE, like, what do you feel like? Like, you had to be frustrated with like the reaction time at some point, right? You're not building <laughs> the boat fast enough, and I don't mean just you, yeah. Like the whole company, like you know, like it. It's alive every week, so in theory, you can change everything. Yeah. On the other hand, it's a scripted television show. Like nobody, like fans don't sit around. And watch Game of Thrones and like scream into the abyss like how where's the dragon? Bring yeah, the dragon. exactly. It's like like HBO like the Benioff and Weiss are doing a disservice to the fans because yeah. they know how much we love Oberon. And my you know, girl, like, my girl loves Game of Thrones, right? So yeah. we got me and my girl got into like a weird argument the other day, right? Because she was like, I don't think you because I haven't I've never really watched it like that. Uh-huh. And she's like, you can't get into Game of Thrones. It's not your type of show. I'm like. What do you mean it's not my time? Oh, no, nah, it's like, too much. Oh, you got it's too much for you. Like, you gotta have patience. I don't think you have patience. You're always in your phone. You're always doing this. <laughs> like, you can't get it. I'm like, I've been watching pro wrestling for 25 years. <laughs> if you mean to tell me I don't have some fucking patience to wait for some shit to go down, to pay attention, yeah. like, give me a break. You know, I'm, clearly I'm not saying WWE is Game of Thrones, but like, 
you know, sometimes you gotta have that patience. But but some but Ricky Steamboat will someday be WWF champion, and that'll and it'll have all paid off. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, but there but there yeah. is a lot of that. I mean, actually, we've seen more. I was talking about this last season because Game of like it's the closer that Game of Thrones gets to the end. Yeah. And the the more there are rumors about production, people talk making rumors about how it ends, and the more the fans feel a wrestling kind of ownership of the show, and they are criticizing it. Oh, of course. So because if, if it doesn't end the right way, yeah, you end up like The Sopranos. So you yeah. end up like one of them shows that are just or what was it Lost? Lost, or like Lost, you know, where it's just like yeah, well, now the whole season's a waste because the ending was terrible. So I guess so that, that's kind of the that's kind of the house money that pro wrestling gets to pay with because there's never really an end. No, but that is, but people do feel that way when they walk out of WrestleMania or every, I mean, not every year, but it should feel, it feels like a season finale to me. It should. Yeah. Like, yeah, it should. But so, but, but the, my, going back to my question, it's like, like how much, like it's, it's live every week, but it's also a scripted TV show. Obviously it's not, doesn't, it's not in the can, you know, six months out or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But when something crazy like Kofi or like Becky or whatever happens, is it? Do you ever feel just like we aren't doing enough? We're not like like we got to do something different, like whatever. Like nah, I think honestly, um, the way I would think about it is like okay, if we got these tent poles here, it's always what's next week. It's like how how do we get to next week? How do we keep people? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like uh, the hardest, the hardest thing to do sometimes is, and I wasn't there for the for this, but like after. Elimination Chamber, when like Kofi Mania was like, yeah, hitting, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, fuck. The only time when I was watching that, my thing was, I was watching that shit like, damn, I really wish this was fast lane. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got another pay per view and you got four more weeks of WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you got to hit strike when that iron's hot. And it's all about getting to Tuesday or getting to Monday and seeing what story's going to be told to get there. Cause you know what you want to do at the end. Most times you you know the end you know yeah. the 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 you know the where you're going chapter. yeah it's the it's it's the hardest part is not writing the beginnings and the ends the hardest part is the journey yeah and keeping people interested and and doing all that type of stuff so sometimes it did feel like fuck it's, we're going too slow sometimes it felt like we're not going fast enough sometimes you know it felt like people were getting bored and if the big man gets bored then you know bet on anything like yeah, any, yeah. anything's liable to change that day like if, if he is sitting there like oh it's a click <laughs> like, yeah. if he does that then um yeah it, it, it is not good so so you're saying we, we'll see stuff on we'll see stuff on screen sometimes that's written more for vince than it's written for the fans i don't mean that as like a negative i mean like like you like you know that you're trying to keep him like engaged i mean for a certain part, because at the end of the day, he's the end all be all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, there's a, there's a bit of you that's writing for him too, because he's the one who's gonna give you the green light to do it. Yeah. So even if you may, even if you're you're writing about it, or you're, you're getting to a point where he's not interested, or you got to keep him interested, um, you know that's the boss. Like, yeah, you want to write for the fans, but he's a fan too. He's probably the biggest fan. You know, so it's like if he's not interested and the fans aren't interested, it's the death nail, you know, but at least if he's interested, he'll be like, OK, we tried this. Let's try that. Yeah. You know, so it's it, you always kind of keep him in mind for for stuff. The other thing from Fastlane 
was that U.S. title match that was just like and just wall to wall insane. Yes. Uh, there is like the the with the Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Andrade and R Truth combined age in that match was like 160. <laughs> like it was like there are some grown ass men uh, in that ring. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of man meat flying. Who were like flying floor. around like crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, Samoa Joe, you mentioned earlier, you got to work with some. Yeah, I love Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is he was one of the first. There was like a handful of guys who like when I first got there. Who I kind of knew, like we kind of knew each other in passing. We kind of uh -huh. see each other at like Wally Mania and yeah. you know some other stuff. But like he was one of the first guys that were like, "Oh, we got a good one," you know. Like he was one of the first people that really kind of embraced me, and you know was was super cool. Uh, but Joe, man, like he's one of those guys. It speaks to just how good he is because he never wins. Yeah, he never fucking wins. Like he could. He's a guy, man, like, and I always tell people, like, yo, you know you're a star. Like, The Rock never won. People uh -huh. forget this. Like, people think The Rock was, like, some world beater in his heyday. The Rock almost never won. He would get to a big match. He'd get screwed over, yada, yada, yada. The very next day on Raw, he's talking shit, and you fucking forget that it even yep. happened. You know, and that's Joe, and Joe is money when it comes to that shit. He could take a loss, come back cut one promo, I'm right back invested in Joe again. Yeah. You know? So I was like, fuck, the fact that we, you know, he's been in the main roster for what, three years now? Four years? Long yeah. fucking time. Yeah, it's hard to, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's been a long time, and this is his first singles title, so the fact that he's he stayed relevant on his own in a lot of, a lot of storylines that probably a lot of people couldn't have pulled off, he's pulled it off, and he's Done something with that United States title that, you know. Two years is it, man. Two but, years. But still, it does seem still, like he's been seems, around forever. Seems like he's been there for a while. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys that That's are four just, years since since he started in NXT. NXT, gotcha, gotcha. Man, I mean, it's it's crazy. And he almost seems like a guy who almost never really needed an NXT. He had almost had the same, like, name value yeah. and cash. I don't think like, he, was, I think if they if they signed him now, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't spend that no. any time there. No, he had. He, I think he had the same. He had the same name value as AJ Styles at that he, point. Yeah, but like, I think that it's easy to look back. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and now it's like he's so you can him. He and AJ both. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I don't know what he his experience down at NXT was, but like he's probably he'll probably tell you he got better down there. Like he probably sure. improved like the WWE style down there, like playing for TV cameras and stuff like that, and like doing television type of work. Um. Because everyone's a great wrestler. Like, there's not a single terrible wrestler on that entire roster. But yeah. it's like, can you can you wrestle for a cable television show? It's very different than wrestling for a wrestling show. Yeah. You know? Well, what do you... I mean, Samoa Joe, this is his first singles title. Mm-hmm. As you were saying, but like, and and he's got, and he and he and he keeps himself over. I mean, that's just talent, yeah. right? I mean, he he can feud with AJ Styles for six months and never win, and he's still like, and he's still the man. And you you but, hear that they're fighting at some pay per view, and you're like, yeah. oh, maybe this will be the one. Do you? But do you feel like he's being like he deserves more? Is he being underutilized, or is this the right usage for somebody like that? I don't think anybody who's on TV is underutilized. Oh, okay, <laughs> like a little bit you, political. A little, a little bit. <laughs> no, but it is. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what's more? What's what's more than the United States title at this point? Does yeah. he deserve to be in the world title over Kofi? Mm -hmm. Do you want him on Raw for the Universal title? You don't want to see Seth versus Brock? You don't want the Intercontinental title? You like Finn that much? You like Lashley that much? Lashley yeah. and Leo aren't got don't got you intrigued? Maybe they're gonna do a multi man match. 
who knows? Like, what's more for somebody? You yeah. know, like, if you get on TV, you are being properly utilized, if, especially if you're not the world champion or in a direct program with, like, the McMahons or somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not on the crossover hour, if you're not on the 8, 10, 9, or 10 hour, or the 8 or 9 hour where I'm flipping through channels and it's like 9 o'clock, okay, I'll, I'll just watch an, uh, uh, I don't know. I was just watching new It Girl, the new girl on Fox, right. ends at 9 o'clock. What else is on? Oh, SmackDown, who's this? Yeah. If you're not one of those guys. That's the prime spot is that, what you're those telling are, me? Those are prime spots. The, sat, like, like the it, sort of saddle, like, I mean, that straddles the line between the, the two? The crossover segment. Yeah, like if it's at 8 o'clock, who am I watching at 8 o'clock? Right. If it's nine o'clock, who am I watching when that when that when that little fucking trademark goes up on the corner? Mm-hmm. Who's on the screen? That person's important. I need to know who that guy is or that girl is. So if you ever notice the people that are on screen when those trademarks come up are the top motherfuckers. It's your Seth Rollins, it's your Ronda Rousey's, it's your Lesnar's, New Days, yeah, all those guys. You know. So if you're on TV, trust me, you're not being underutilized, and especially you got a title now. And now it's like if the the old adage goes, the man makes the title, the title will make the man. Mm-hmm. Go make this title important. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, that title's gonna do well to be around Joe's waist or over his shoulder. I think it's done well. I think I think it's done well with our truth. I think he did some funny stuff on on social media, but I feel he was like great. yeah. I, I think our man, our truth is a national treasure. <laughs> he's almost fifty. He's pushing fifty. Yeah, he's pushing fifty, and he looks like a he looks like a college. I mean, kid with his physique. He doesn't. He doesn't fucking age. He doesn't age, and he and he's he's never not made something work. As silly, he had an imaginary friend for two years. Little Jimmy was great, and it was great, you know. So it's like he's you know, and now it's on a legitimate fan favorite, not not fan favorite, but like a critic's favorite, fucking indie darling. You know, Samoa, like, you can't, any title on a guy like Samoa Joe instantly adds to that title and adds to that prestige to me. Yeah, I totally agree. And he works, I mean, that match on Sunday was fantastic. Yeah, man. Like, I I love, I love seeing Joe works with smaller guys. And I love that the E is starting to make, and if you noticed, well, well, I've noticed, I don't know if it's done, if it's been done purposely, but I'm sure it has been, um, the small guys aren't the anomaly anymore. The big no. guys are. Yeah. So it's like, I can watch a Finn and Leo match on Raw and not think anything of it. Like, oh, this is a great match. Yeah. And it's not like, oh my God, how's Finn going to survive against this massive person? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's so massive when it comes compared to him. But like, Joe sh- should be the monster in most matches. Yeah. Like, if you're fighting, if you got Rey Mysterio and Andrade Cien Almas and R Truth in the match, and Joe's the monster. He's the biggest. If he's the biggest guy in that match, it's gonna be a great match because mm-hmm. he can toss, he could fly. He's he's sudden with his strikes and stuff like that. Like he's 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 somebody who you know if you're paying attention to all sports where everything is, you got to be a hybrid athlete. It's positionless basketball. It's yeah. It's it's all purpose football players. It's 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 MMA with uh you know um, middleweights and light heavyweights and that type of shit like. WWE is kind of in that same position now where it's like, you got to be able to do everything. You know what I mean? Like, Braun Strowman's going to be Braun Strowman. Yeah. And it's cool that we don't need 10 Braun Strowmans anymore. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Braun is the not he's the fucking show. He gets it's he like, gets he gets shit. to be that. He gets to be that because and it makes everybody him, else can do anything, everything. And it makes him more special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas now you got guys like uh Roman Reigns, who's yeah. a super heavyweight, but he can fly. Yeah. He can grab, he can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody That's crazy. Roman Reigns does stuff in the ring on just a regular raw match <laughs> that would have gotten, you know, Steve Austin five stars for Are like a, from Meltzer. Like it's seriously. Like, seriously. People don't understand how good Roman Reigns is, bro. Like, and I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad he's getting I'm I'm sad that it had to come the way it came. Yeah. But like I'm glad people are realizing just how special that dude is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they have in the water in Samoa, but between like him, the Usos, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like Naya, like just these big, athletic, charismatic motherfuckers that just all come from that family tree, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. So, are you telling me that? I mean, obviously, the like the average wrestler size. I talk about size, but but has the size has gone down a little bit? The skill set has. Gone up. Gone crazy Absolutely up. Absolutely up. Yeah, yeah, So you're sitting there in, like, Stanford headquarters. Drew McIntyre. That's another unusually oh large God. person. He's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. Big, nice guy. This is a fucking massive dude. Um, what, So you're sitting there in, in, in HQ. You don't hear people say, or backstage or whatever. You're around all these old time wrestlers, right? I yeah. mean, the smartest that like the, the these guys have the best mo- wrestling minds around, but there's got to be some of them that are like, like you got to be six four to headline, right? <laughs> People, some, somebody's got to still be stuck in that mindset. I'm sure. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a couple. There was definitely a couple that was like, you know, well, goddamn, this fucking, you know, you, you get you got a card them to go to the bar, <laughs> <Some shit like laughs> that, you know, like that, absolutely, you know what I mean, like, but um. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of been just company wide, and I can't speak because obviously I haven't been there. But like you just you just see it on TV, man. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like the prototype now, like the prototype big guy is like a Drew McIntyre, is a Roman Reigns, is a big, sudden, fast, strong dude, not just these lumbering. You know what I mean? Like just oh wow, look how sideshow guys, sideshow guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you want. Like the perfect foot, the perfect like WWE athlete is like a a a, a former middle linebacker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like somebody who's big, who can move, and you know who doesn't, you know who 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 strikes suddenly, and um, you know I think we're definitely at a point now that uh you know people are being way more welcoming of uh seeing athleticism. Would we would we love to see like a six foot six guy that can move like Ricochet? Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, until we get that guy, um, I think it's cool that we're getting to a point where um, you know we can enjoy matches with uh, regular size competitors, like people that you can like see walking down the street. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as linebackers are signing sixty-eight million dollar contracts, <laughs> I'm not sure that they're going to be lining up to go WWE. But you never know. You never know. Um, is there ever, do you ever look at a guy like, I mean, Ricochet is just such an obvious example Yeah, where you see somebody work in real life. Cause you guys, I know you like went to the NXT shows and yeah. like, they're like kind of, I mean, 
um, which is as a wrestling fan has got to be like the best part of the job is like being Absolutely. like having just access. I was like, they, they hand me a pass. I'm like, I can go to any match I want. Yeah. <laughs> like a dumbass. But yeah. Is it, would you ever like you watch Ricochet when he, when he first popped up or whatever? And you I mean, are there moments where you're like, I'm seeing the best version of this that will ever exist? I mean, like you said, it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. But Ricochet, you watch and you're just like, no one, no one can do that. No one else is ever going to do what no. he's doing. No, I've, 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 I've watched. I've known Ricochet for a long, for a number of years now, since since indie days, maybe like six, five, six years now, and um, I watch him, and I'm just like, please don't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I tell him jokingly, but I'm like, bro, I'm serious. Please don't, because the stuff he does, and he does it so easily. Yeah. So easily, like not e- like he can sleepwalk through a four star match if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you give him somebody he can go with, and he'll go. And it's like I watch him. Like I remember I was front row when he did at War Games. When he did the double moonsault off the cage. Yeah, and I screamed like like LeBron James got the game seven block <laughs> against the Warriors. <laughs> I was like, this is like how can you watch it like this and not say this is the best time to be a wrestling fan right now, man? Like it's it's, it's true. He's 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 the shit. Like him, fucking getting to watch like AJ Styles every week, where it's like, you know, AJ Styles can just give you the hits, give you the greatest hits, and it's still like that's AJ Styles, yeah. bro. Like that is that's Brian Danielson. That these are people that I, I used to watch on fucking old YouTube tapes or old fucking Ring of Honor tapes where I'm just like, holy shit, I get to watch these guys like live now. It's oh, yeah. incredible. I remember like, yeah, watching like Danielson for the first time. And you, know, you would see photos. You could see, you could Google photos of him. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I, remember, I think YouTube must have been the first place I ever watched him. And like, I didn't really know what he looked like or like no, what the, I like. Just, but I knew his name. Yeah. Like him, like Nadja McGinnis, like, uh, yeah. uh, who else? Kevin. Um, those guys, like, I knew their names, but I only kind of vaguely knew what they looked like. El Generico, Sammy. Yeah. You know? I think you just and broke it kayfabe. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, you know, when when you, you see them live, it's just like, God, like, these people are just incredible. We got to run. Is there, is what, if you had to pick one thing you're looking forward to most at WrestleMania that we know about so far, or you can break news here. I don't care. Feel free. <gasps> no, now, what, do you, what are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> um... But besides Wally Mania, which we will talk besides about. Besides Wally Mania, uh, April 4th, Sony Hall, uh, Thursday. Um, besides that, man, um, I'm I'm a I'm interested to see if they do something with Ricochet and Alistair Black on the main card to steal the show. And I'm very interested in Brock Lesnar. Like, I think Lesnar, one of my favorite matches of all time, and people give me shit for it, is the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns WrestleMania 31 when Seth Rollins cashed in. And a couple months before that, or or a couple months after that, was Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, John Cena. Uh Uh-huh. Triple threat at Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was great. And we never really got... They had a match, I think, at Night of Champions, and I think like Sting came out or somebody came out, and it wasn't the full match between Brock uh-huh. and Seth. But an engaged Brock Lesnar, like if you've seen him lately, like the last couple of Brock Lesnar matches have been yeah. outstanding because he's been engaged, and you got him with smaller guys that he can, that that could bump hit their ass off for. Like the Finn Balor match was great, mm-hmm. the AJ Styles match was insane, the Daniel Bryan match was great. 
And I feel like Seth is probably like the best combination of all three of those guys. Yeah. And that is a match that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Somebody at WWE, and I'll definitively say it was not you. Yeah. Told me <laughs> told me that they thought that he was that his games stepped up not just because of the work, the you know, the complimentary styles, but because he was he had a hand in picking those guys, and that that and that yeah. and that and that got him engaged. Yeah. I mean, he if Brock's like, hey. I want to work with this guy. It's like, all right, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, he's got he's got the best contract in sports. <laughs> so if he's like, I want to work with somebody, he wants to work with him. So I mean, you know, like like I said in the beginning, anytime talent is engaged with something and they feel like they, it's something they can sink their teeth into, mm-hmm. we tend to give it to them because it's like they're gonna do their best work if they feel like they can get the best out of that. Yeah, I think that's an important point to make that a lot of people don't always take into take into account when they're yeah. listening to this stuff. Yeah, it's not a lot of times like, yeah, we can pitch it, but if like, if two talents come in and like, yo, like we got this idea, let's see if we can run with it. Like nine times out of 10, we're going to be like, if it makes sense, if people aren't injured, if, you know. And that's what, and that's TV too. I mean, it's like, some like you get the, you can do some of your most creative work by like finessing by making something taking something and making it better right yeah absolutely like absolutely. like WWE could hire some novelists if they wanted to some poets but like that wouldn't make good TV ah like wrestlers are wrestlers man like it's and I and I'll say it to the to the cows come home man like the best minds in the wrestling are almost always wrestlers you know yeah. like you can help you can enhance you can give a fresh set of eyes but it's like. Pro, let pro wrestlers be pro wrestlers, man. And, yeah. you know, like, help when you can. But, like, that, a lot of times, just kind of got to not know your place, but be like, yo, I'm not going to go up to LeBron James and be like, hey, I think you should, you know, do more bounce passes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, like, what the fuck do I know? Bounce I just passes, watch you do it. Bounce passes are awesome. Bounce uh, passes are awesome. I think you should be more fundamental, thumbs down. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah. There, there's, there, I mean, I guess... You you mentioned Roman Reigns a little bit. Yeah. Um he had a big interview this week where he talked about wanting a off season. Did you see that? Oh gosh, yeah. What do you did you ever hear anybody talk about? Because this is a that's a hobby horse of mine for years now. Like I wrote a piece about how they should cycle guys off for two, three months a year, like five years ago. I wrote yeah, that. Absolutely. I think I think they absolutely should have an off season. Um most of my time there was probably outside of what, WrestleMania 32, 33? Most injured stars we've had at one time. <laughs> yeah. Like when I like I remember getting the fucking getting the 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 injury report every TV. He's like, Kevin Owens out, Sami Zayn out, Ambrose out. Thirty two was thirty two was Cena was out, mm-hmm. Rollins was out, Orton was out, Daniel Bryan was out, and then you were left with like I mean like Undertaker could barely move. You know, there was Undertaker all- barely moved. It was Hunter versus Roman at the main event. Yeah. Ambrose and Lesnar in in a, in a match. Uh, gosh, I forgot what else happened, but I just remember that 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 roster being so depleted. I think the best match that night was Becky, Sasha, Charlotte. Uh huh. That triple threat match, which, yeah. which, which tore it up. But um, you know, it's I think an off season would um keep. I think wrestling fans don't know how good they got it for one. Yeah. So if they had to go a month or two with no pro with no WWE, they'd appreciate it much more when it came back. I think ratings would help. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you know, you don't want to, you know, you got a shit ton of ads to sell every month or every day. So like 
you don't want to be like, hey, you know what money you're paying us? Don't give us that for three months. I know. <laughs> you know? Well, so, people talk about the NBA. My boss is a big, one of his big hobby horses is the NBA, the NBA season should be 70 games. Yeah, I agree. And Adam Silver, he, I think he asked Silver that recently, but everybody will say, well, okay, so are we going to go to the owners and say, you're not going to get those extra 12 games of, income, of, money. of money, you know, whatever. But it's yeah. like, logically, you can, I mean, it's not that hard to talk, to, to wrap like, your head around like, Less games mean you can means you can charge five percent more for every yeah. ad block because more people will be watching each game because they care people more. People got to understand that professional sports, w, like the WWE, is a content based business. Yeah, and if you don't have content to sell, that means all that money that you're enjoying is not going to be as yeah. fruitful. Um, so it's really hard to convince people to take less money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll say that. But as far as a fan. As uh, you know, as a guy who cares about the performers, that care that I would love to see them all healthy and healed up. Um, I would love to see an off season. I do think uh, you should cycle off some guys. Like just give people, and, and to 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 some extent, some people do get that. Some people just we just give them time off and be like, hey, just go and come back, and we're gonna have something fresh for you when you come back, or come back with something fresh. You know, like certain people do get that. You could probably you know put two and two together like who's not on the roster right now that need a, a fresh coat of paint but um you know i think every i think we should, i think that would be great you know i yeah. think that could that could cycle cycling off people and giving people those those opportunities that usually don't get to be at the top of the show to be at the top of the show and then now you got a new star and now when that star returns oh shit we got a new rivalry i know you know so who knows who the fuck knows i don't know shit They're it's easy me. for everybody to look around though and just say like <laughs> And say, there are a lot of guys who who you see taking some time off. People listening to this right now are gonna are trying to put two and two together. And there's a lot of people that disappear for a while, come back. They're in the best shape of their careers. Yeah, they get a good placement for one week, and then they get lost in the shuffle again. And mm. you can you can bet that wrestlers would look at that and say, "I'm not taking two months off." That's another thing, though. Yeah, that's another thing. Some people. Once they get hot, they want to stay hot. Yeah, you know, like they don't want to lose that momentum, and I can understand that, and I can understand why some people will burn both ends of the candle doing that. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it depends who you are. Um, there's so much WWE television now that I don't think that would be as much of a problem as it would be several years ago. Yeah, you know, like there's a lot of segments to fill up on on TV. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. But uh, who knows? The Fox deal will probably, you know, probably be <laughs> something. I think it'll. I think that might change things a little bit. Just La- a little bit. Last question before I let you go. Yeah. There is a rumor this week. Actually, it's not a rumor. There is a fact mm-hmm. that WWE uh, has renewed the trademark for Tough Enough. Oh. Are you saying? Are you asking? Am I going on tough enough? <laughs> yeah, I, no, that that was gonna be my joke. Wouldn't the best storyline ending to to your story be like you showing up on tough enough, pulling off a mask after oh, you win, gosh. just being like, "Yeah, I'm back." It was me all along. <laughs> um, uh, I I wouldn't do it. There was there was a good three weeks where the Singh brothers didn't talk to me because they thought I was enhancement talent. <laughs> oh really? And they're yeah. not supposed to talk to jobbers or whatever? No, they just thought, oh, I'll I'll be gone next week. They're just, oh, they're just not get, worth it. You get enhancement talent, you know, from wherever town you're in. Yeah. So if I'm in San Lu- St. Louis, Missouri, it's like, oh, they're just here for St. Louis. They live here. That's why they're here. But once they started seeing me three weeks in a row, <laughs> they're like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I thought you, were, <laughs> I thought you were a local talent. My bad, bro. <laughs> 
You know, that's, that's how fantastic. <laughs> what is the what's the thing that would surprise people most if they got to hang out backstage at at a at a taping? It's a, f- uh, it's probably not that surprising. It's family environment. It's very yeah. family oriented. Uh, the food's fire. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, you, you, there's a lot of, there's a, sometimes there's a lot of nothing going on. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. It's a lot of, uh, you know, um, get one segment done, rehearse, wait for camera, wait for set. Like it's a lot of hurry up and wait there. Um, but as a fan, just being back there, um, everybody, is pretty cool like lots of video games going on yeah like lots of just small talk in the makeup chairs like are there just, any like best friends that we wouldn't be expect to see like people that hang out that you'd be like i would not put those two together ah uh, how can i do this without breaking kayfabe <laughs> um, it's okay we know that faces and heels like hang out together sometimes um damn who's best buzz that i wouldn't probably is there somebody in your head that you just can't say Nah, I'm just because that's an answer too. That's a fine. That that's totally fine. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Kevin Owens and the Riot Squad, <laughs> awesome friends. <laughs> They're buddies. I'm like, that's oh, those, so great. Those guys get along great. But then the Riot Squad just awesome. Period. Like this. It's, it's, most- well, it's okay. Automatically, it's a little bit funny that like <laughs> the Riot Squad is just like one unit. Yeah, on no, screen and, and, off. And, and off too. Like they kick it hard body karate like all the time. That's like, great. They're 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 true blue, uh, best buds, and they're just the the funnest girls ever. Yeah. Like they're just they're they're really cool. And the wild thing is, you would like on on sight unseen, you would think like Ruby's the wild one, and everyone else is like just cool. But yeah. like. Like Liv and Sarah are the wild ones, and Ruby's the more like, like Ruby straight laced. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like, oh shit, who, who would have thunk it? But oh, that's yeah, great. but I love the Riot Squad, man. They're so they're so fun. They're well, so they fun. should just be Kevin Owens' muscle. They like, should. They, <laughs> that would be a great gimmick. Absolutely, just um, like a fucking uh, like like a reverse Wakanda, like how like Black Panther. Oh yeah, like, has like a, a fleet of black women that protect them. That's so good. You just have a fleet of white women that protect Kevin Owens. <laughs> um, I got to get out of here. I got to let you get out of here. Yeah, let's be out, man. Uh, thank, thank you, you so this. much for doing this. This, this is, is this is a ball, man. Awesome. You got to come back and do it again soon. Absolutely. Make um, sure you get tickets for Wally Mania, April fourth. If you're in New York City, if you're coming in Thursday for WrestleMania weekend, it's at Sony Hall. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com, SonyHall.com. On my Instagram page or Twitter page, at RealLifeCaz. On Wale's Instagram and Twitter page, it's going to be crazy. Guest of Honor, Booker T, two-time Hall of Famer. We've got so many huge guests, so many huge performers. If you like hip-hop, if you like pro wrestling, and you are going to be in town for WrestleMania, it behooves you to miss this event. Wally I can't believe you guys got it open till three. So three a.m. Yeah. There's nothing worse than going to those like those like Sony Hall type venues or yeah. something like this, and then you realize they're closing at ten thirty or they're closing at eleven. Oh you know? yeah, it's like no, we got it all night. That's great. We got it all night, bro. Listen, no better way to kick off WrestleMania weekend. Um, thank you so much for doing this, man. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. All right, man. Appreciate it. And now a very special guest, uh, especially to me. On the Masked Man show today, my ringer coworker, the immensely talented Jason Gallagher, um, one of the smartest and best people at the ringer. And just a little bit of a backstory every time I would talk to Jason about anything, he would 
asked to come on the podcast to discuss Edge and Lita having sex in the WWF <laughs> ring. Uh, and I told him we would do it someday. Now, I, we're not going to do that today, but Jason did watch a lot of WWF, WWE wrestling at very at, at some point in his life. Yeah. And that Edge and Lita uh, story is, some is I guess, his credentials. Yeah. But he hasn't watched in a long time, maybe a decade. And he, he told me yesterday that he watched Fastlane. Yeah. And so I said, you have to come on the Masked Man show and, uh, and, and talk about it. And so Jason, I believe, has come prepared with some thoughts and questions after a decade in the wilderness, coming back and watching what was actually a, what I thought was a pretty good pay-per-view. So Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This is a, such an honor. I've listened to more Masked Man than I have consumed actual wrestling. So it's quite an honor for me. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's my target audience right there. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, it's been it's been a long time, and and with regards to Lita and Edge, you know, if we if we ever do a rewatchables on just that particular segment, um, I would like to be considered. That's all. Um, I'm gonna pitch that to Bill today. Thank you. Um, yeah, I watched Fastlane, and I was just there's there's so many like just visceral reactions that happen throughout, and you and I were like sitting in a meeting yesterday, and I just started reeling off questions as other staffers were just sitting down like around us like with no knowledge of it and i thought that was <laughs> I, it was very funny but i i had to get these questions out to you but um, okay so so please this is your forum yeah uh i don't know if i'll have answers okay but i but i'm excited to hear the questions so so ask away uh okay so like obviously like one of the very early matches if not the first match was shane mcmahon now let me just like very quickly set set the setting i was at a birthday party of a of a guy who is a big WWE fan. And we're sitting there and we're about to do like these presents and stuff like that. And I just hear, here comes the money. And when <laughs> I was when I was a kid, that was like, oh shit, Shane, like the boy wonder is coming out and he's gonna be wearing Jordans and he's gonna be wearing like athletic pants and the whole thing. And I turn around and I see all of that. I see the feet moving. I see the hands twirling and all that. But then I see his face and I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, this dude is not a kid anymore, but he's still doing the kid bit. Except yeah. for like, he's just, he's just a, a much older kid. It's, it, it was such a, like a juxtaposition to see and hear and have these like childhood memories come back. And then just to see this like fairly bloated face in front of me with the neck the size of, I think I called it a, like an elephant's foot. It was just so big. Um, yeah. And he's huge too. Like what the hell? What yeah, happened to Shane? Well, I think that the, the first thing that happened to Shane was that like the average size of, professional, of a pro wrestler has, has shrunk by about like six inches yeah. since the last time you remember him. Yeah. Which is, which is less noticeable, you know, day in day out. But when you go back and watch those old chain matches, mm -hmm. he, he 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 did seem like physically he seemed like an underdog. Yes. He also in his in you know Shane took a, almost a decade off from WWE doing other other business stuff, and wow. in that time he spent he spent a lot of time in the gym, um, and he just got a lot kind of more solid. <laughs> yes, you know, he, did. he got that dad weight, and and in and and, re, and you know did some MMA training. If I if uh. Yeah. promotional packages are to be believed but then yeah i mean that's part of the thing about wrestling is that like you always like you're always it's everything's a nostalgia act even the new stuff is a nostalgia act you know but shane in particular had this like his character was based on being this like scrappy yeah like do good son of the owner who like was just trying to show you know prove himself and 
Yeah, it is. It is a little bit of a weird. It's a little bit of a weird look for a forty or fifty something year old, you know, dad. They should really start to transition him into uh, just <laughs> an older version of himself. Because I, because I, I also watched like a clip from I, I guess it was Raw the following night, mm-hmm. and he was like in a leather jacket, and I was like, I'm down with this Shane. I'm down with like a little bit of like a hybrid like Shane McMahon Jackson Maine type situation where he's wearing leather and like blue jeans I'm about that uh, yeah the baseball jersey with the Jordans and the track pants is is just a no. very strange thing. yeah I mean I know that and I know that was his look but it always it never really felt like a look that you needed to to keep going you know no. I mean I always listen I, I mean I spend way too much time talking and making jokes about how like the Hardy Boys are still wearing Jinkos yeah. even though like it's not like like if the Hardy Boys came to the ring and just like skinny jeans, you wouldn't be confused about who you were looking at. You right. Know? I mean, it would it would still very clearly be the the Hardys. Uh, Shane, I think Shane fits in that category too, especially because like a baseball jersey doesn't like once the baseball jersey skin tight to show off your <laughs> biceps, yeah. it sort of loses the point of being a baseball jersey. <laughs> it loses its boyish charm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly. So my second observation: a lot of these are based on the fact that I watched. Uh, I watched wrestling during like the Attitude Era. And in fact, I'm like in the middle of kind of a YouTube rewatch. I've just been like kind of going chronologically, which is like very strange to my wife, but that's fine. Um, the second thing is, is Rey Mysterio. Okay, I got yeah. a couple questions for you. One, how old is he? It's a great question. I would say he's like 46 or something like that. I, I mean, don't know. Phenomenal, like I'll my hero, right phenomenal now. shape. Um, 44, 44. Okay, like a part of me, I had the question as I was watching him kind of from a distance. I was like, man, he's still kind of like doing the high flying thing. Yeah. Is this the same guy? And then <laughs> I started to and then I started to be like, wait a minute. Well, why doesn't wrestling do this? Why don't they kind of franchise some of these masked characters? Like, cause I I think I watched the whole paper or I watched some of the pay-per-view and like I could use some cane back in my life, like some old school like monster burned his face i get it like it's like you know it takes away the personability but like kane too let's why not uh i, I think that's a fantastic idea it's, it's interesting that you say it about mysterio who first of all did go through about i mean a multi-year period where he was not as good where he i think he was wearing some like knee braces and he'd or he'd had yeah. some surgeries and whatever and he and he definitely looked slower and it mm-hmm. seemed like he was just sort of out there doing the well, the nostalgia, kind of doing the victory lap for about five years, where it would just be like, yeah. you know, hit the 619, you know, get a pin, whatever, make the crowd go get excited. Yeah. And and since he's come back this last time, it is ridiculous. He's in the best shape of his life. It's unbelievable. And, and, and listen, I mean, you can probably draw a, a semi-straight line between this questions about Shane and questions about <laughs> Rey Mysterio. There are some, G, there are some magical new things going on at, uh, at, at in, in, you know, GNC and in, in various uh, gyms. We got to check but, it out. Yeah, um, yeah. You and I could both could both get into some of that. But yeah. the but Ray looks great. And but it's it's funny that you mentioned it with him because, um, you know, he's from California, but he's uh, but you know, obviously comes from this lucha libre tradition. Where they do, they don't. I think there have been characters who've been franchised because the because the companies own the characters, right. And and are a little bit more ruthless about it than than even WWF. But but they but they franchise it out to like family members or relatives a lot. So like there was like El Santo was the big famous luchador, and then there was like Hijo del Santo, which is like his yeah. son, you know. And there's like there's so many juniors, like Pentagon Junior, like. The, there's so many like second and third generation right. luchadors, and actually Rey Mysterio was Rey Mysterio Junior. I mean, when he first yeah, debuted, right. right. Um, 
But yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, and WWE does have also a kind of bad tradition or a bad, you know, spot in its history. They, 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 uh, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, I don't know if you remember, but they briefly introduced Diesel and, and Razor Ramon played by different people. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't go over too well, so I think they probably <laughs> learned their lesson. Yeah, the loyalty, um, the, the, you start to lose loyalty. I don't know. A Kane 2, I, just give me a chance with Kane 2. Like, let me, let me learn to hate it or love it. But I think, I, have, I, I just have a feeling I'd love that. I'd love it. I think, you know, there's, uh, we, we, everyone kind of hated, hated it at the time, but I have very fond memories of Undertaker versus Undertaker back in like the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, wild. man. I, I think I want, I want, I bet people would like ironically love it if Kane was in the ring, like modern, like mayor of whatever town in Tennessee, Kane was in the ring, and then a guy dressed as Kane came out. I That'd mean, that be would amazing. be pretty awesome. Where, I'm going to co, was I'm there... going to co sign this idea. Okay. Wonderful. Was there multiple doinks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was all, right. There were multiple doinks in the at ring once. at the same time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. let's were, do that with Kane. <laughs> yeah, but there, but there were also multiple people who played doink in WWF over the years, mm-hmm. and there are still there are, for some reason there are still doinks running around in like the American indie wrestling scene that WWE seems to like be okay with. So wow. it, that's it's a very weird story. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so uh, my third observation, or my third, my third sort of question. Um, is um, this Baron Corbin character? He was in the headline thing. <laughs> What's his outfit about? I, I guess these are all like kind of outfit related. <laughs> but what yeah. is that like? I when he walked out, I was like, all right, we got a guy who's gonna be like a manager or something on the side, <laughs> and then he was just like wrestling, and he was just like he looked, he was just in business casual. He looked like he was just he had just gotten off his like. Bennigan's shift and just unbutton. <laughs> That's exactly like, right. <laughs> I was going to say he took your drink order. That's how you you might have recognized him. What the um, hell is that about? So he was okay, so his he, previously he wore like kind of awkwardly low, I mean low riding mm-hmm. tight leather pants and he had like some tattoos and had long hair, but he he was he was going bald like very very bald. <laughs> you know, just had like a couple of wisps on top that were gelled back. Mm-hmm. And he he's a former NFL offensive lineman, and oh, so yeah. he actually is yeah. like he he's lost a ton of weight from his peak, uh-huh. and so has a little bit of that formerly fat body. Um, still a very intimidating, like good like guy. I mean, very impressive dude. But um, for whatever reason, like you know, for or for for that reason, I guess he started wrestling in like a sleeveless t shirt, and then they shaved his head because of the hair, yeah. and it was this sort of this procession, and then. For a while, he was the general manager of Raw, or or whatever they call him, the constable of Raw, and then okay. the temporary general manager. So that's when he started wearing the kind of business outfit. Yeah. But the all black is just it's it's like you're, they're like trying to compromise between like a wrestling outfit and a business outfit, and they found like the worst middle ground because like yeah, it would be it would be <laughs> scarier for a guy that looked like him to wrestle in slacks and a white button down with the sleeves rolled up, right? It would right. like for him to have like. To be that guy who's just like, all right, I'm taking off my watch because I'm gonna kick your ass. Like that's scary, yeah, right? But, right. But wearing like a skin tight spandex black shirt is yeah. not scary. It's it's like, you know, would you like that as a 16 ounce or a 20 ounce beer? <laughs> you know, like it's it's a it's a very strange look from a um, distance. I I I I could tell who was gonna lose the match. That yeah. was just like I had no expectation for those guys to win because that one guy. Who <laughs> definitely didn't look like he should be wrestling in that outfit. So uh, I think they should uh, they should maybe consider changing that one up as well. 
I, I totally agree. All right, so final observation, which you probably know it's coming. It's basically about Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon, God, I loved him as a as a character when I watched him. Why is he still doing this? Like, why is he still traveling <laughs> from city to city to a pair and like what seems to be like three to four to five minute spots? Like what you, I mean, you got to either love this shit, which I believe he probably does, or think you're that irreplaceable to this storyline. I mean, no one does, no one growls the, the way that Vince does, but but you got to think that you're so important that that the show can't really function as effectively unless you're within those three to five <laughs> minutes because that's the worst part of wrestling. I mean, you, you when you when you listen to some of these interviews where it's just like you're traveling, you know, for you know four fifths of the year, and it just seems like it, it super sucks. And also, like it's I remember as a kid thinking like, oh man, the bowels of an arena seem cool. But then when you're actually in the bowels of an arena, you're like, oh, this kind of <laughs> yes. sucks. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine why he wouldn't be just like traveling to Europe and just letting, just letting it all like happen without him. What's going on? Yeah, well, there's there's two there's two things that are just sort of like practical answers. One mm-hmm. is it's not just the on screen stuff. Like he's literally sitting right behind the curtain where people come in for every match with headphones on and like feeding lines to the announcers yeah. and kind of directing the whole show. Amazing. So that's still part of the job. For a while he t- he was he had taken off Tuesdays. I don't I believe he's still working Tuesdays, although oh no, no that's not true. Michael Cole's back there feeding the lines, but he goes back and forth between between uh you know what how full time his job is and, right. and how much time he, he kind of spends back at the at, at the at the home the home office. Yeah. The other, the other thing is that the other practical reason is that the USA Network and and then you know by I mean conjecturally I mean I assume the entire WWE believed that like the existence of I mean that his presence on the screen even for three minutes to do nothing is great for ratings. Yeah. Um, so you know just to know that he's going to show up is is you know is that's enough. a thing that they do and and it helps and 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 for regardless of whether or not anyone actually tunes in specifically because of him, it does convey that something important is happening on the screen, right? Yeah. Or, or whoever he's talking to is, is getting, you know, at, at least it, it at least it's seen, at least it's presented as being worth Vince's Vince, the real person's time to well, they, go and act in the scene. They have a, one of my alternate, <laughs> one of my alternate points was the McMahon family intern that apparently just walks around and go, he walked up to Kofi and was like, Mr. McMahon would like to see you now, which is oh, like yeah. a completely <laughs> new thing to me. I don't know how long they've been doing that one, but um, that that speaks to your point about the importance of uh, of speaking with Mr. McMahon. I mean, listen, if you start a company, <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're, I mean, that's all you do, you know, because it is it is a grueling life. Yeah. But the other thing you hear about all these guys, and the same thing is true for professional athletes and everything else. It's like when they retire. A lot of the time they get home and after the first like week, yeah. their wife is like, do you really have to be around all the time? Right. You know, and then and they're like asking the same question. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, know, Bill Simmons is actually standing right in front of me right I now. Know, just I was gonna staring, say, if, going like, do better at your pod. If yeah. you don't think, if the ringer, God, <laughs> you know, God willing, if the ringer still exists in like 40 years. Yeah. You know Bill is still going to be running around and doing his 100%. podcast. 100%. He's gonna be, and there's gonna, and people are gonna be on 
whatever the virtual reality version of like yeah. Reddit floating in front of our eyes, Minority <laughs> Report style is, and they're going to be saying like, why is Bill still doing this? And the answer is going to be because like this is what he knows, this is what he loves. Yeah, and uh, and and it's not nearly as grueling of- though. It's a ten minute drive for him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't got to go to it- freaking Tampa or whatever. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But you know, I you know, I think Vince probably enjoy, Vince is on a private plane. That's true. You know, just like chilling. Like his his. I always joke around that like my uh, that like doing a wrestling podcast is my opportunity now to hang out with my friends. Yeah. You know, like I just have them come on, and that's that's when we get to that's like when I see them. Yeah. And uh, I I think from I mean this is this is a guess, but I my guess is that plane ride to and from yeah uh, with Triple H and Michael Hayes and whoever else manages whoever else gets on is yeah. like Vince's boy time. Like that's like the, that's right. the most that's probably the most fun that he has. Amazing. I mean, I respect it. I, I want that on the record. So, <laughs> and this, this this conversation has been the most fun that I've had all week. Thank you um, so much. I want you to watch WrestleMania. I okay, want to hear I you plan to on say. It. I I sincerely plan on it. And in fact, like that, it's just like a goal of mine for in the next five years to to go to a WrestleMania. I like, desperately want to do that. So I'm oh, going to watch this we, last one. I think we can make that happen. Sure. I think we can make it happen. So on April 7th, I believe, is WrestleMania. Just make sure you set aside like 20 hours because that's how long it's going to last. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm sure you don't have anything else going on. No, 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 no. Uh, and uh, yeah, and just or at least watch the highlights because it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be, well, it'll be weird. It'll be weird. And maybe it'll start making a little bit more sense, but it probably won't make that much more. Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait to talk to you about that one too. And And to, you know, to follow up on on Edge and Lita <laughs> conversation part <laughs> three hundred and eighty, Edge and Lita the Rewatchables is coming to the Ringer <laughs> Podcast Network at some point in twenty nineteen. They or just had sex in a bed. I mean, it's just uh, what more could you ask for? It's amazing. They they they. It was like like if the it, it was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Yeah, they exactly. were just having sex on TV for everybody to watch. Exactly. Um, Jason, thank you so much. All right, thanks, David. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 